0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every week I am so fortunate to bring you a dynamic speaker who has great words to share with our audience. Today, Lori Ropi is our our, our guest, and she is a leadership development coach, corporate trainer, and author. So let me tell you a little bit about her. As I said, she's a leadership consultant, corporate trainer, and they focus on leadership development designed to help individuals and organizations achieve powerful leadership expertise in all areas of their life, especially in business. She specializes in productivity and bottom line results through one-on-one executive coaching and with group and team coaching. Her workshops include leadership and communication effectiveness, personality insights, and building cohesive teams. She also your. I'm sorry. She also teaches teams how to increase sales through client understanding. Her purpose is always to help you to know yourself through awareness and grow yourself by identifying your strengths and what you bring to the table. While helping you find the weaknesses in your team so you can balance it out and become a powerhouse of achievement by surrounding yourself with those who can fill the gaps, creating an environment of highly effective communication with cohesive team members. Lori also has an inspirational story of how she was able to regain her life and use her experiences to propel her into a life of success and happiness after the loss of her precious daughter and then her home in the California Cedar Fire. Although she has experienced many losses in her life, she honored her daughter's memory by writing an international best-selling book that focuses on success principles. In addition, look for tools that will help you online as she is developing soon to be released. Online programs such as The Secret and Beyond, a program that complements her best-selling book of the same name, and think and grow rich with a believer's twist, and manage your time in chunks. Stop getting lost in what overwhelms you. So, Lori, let me welcome you today to Diva Strategies to Success. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful, and thank you so much for having me, Robbie. I just so admire the way that you connect people and that your heart's desire is to help women be all that they can be, and I I feel akin to your um, purpose in wanting to do those same things.
0: Well, I want to know how you have two best selling international best selling books this year. That just last year, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So tell me how <laughs> about your books and how you wrote two of them. Most people can't even get one done in a year.
1: You know, it's true, and. um I'm really grateful that I was able to do that. But the way I see it is it really takes a lot of people that support you. Um, When we make friends and they want to help you, that's how you do those things is I'm grateful to be part of a really large team of people who read a lot. And because of that, they supported these two books. And although they're very different, they really are similar in that they um, help you look at things possibly a little bit different and then give you action steps to take. So they are both um, related to success in your life, but they, each one approaches it just a little different. And the way I did it is I took the advice of my mentor, John Maxwell, who has written about 140 books, and what he told me is write every day. And so I would set my Google Home for one hour, and I wouldn't allow myself to do anything else in that one hour's time. So it took not only just determination, because I really wanted, especially the first book, um, to honor my daughter, but to impact people. So it took determination. It took discipline. And then just this intense desire to really help people. And I think that that's kind of what it takes to write a book. (laughs) That's just my opinion. Well, tell us the names of the two
0: books first.
1: Sure. The first book is called Create Butterfly Moments, Become the Person You Were Meant to Be. And that book, um, I wrote it around a butterfly theme. Uh, The butterfly is a symbol that we adopted within days of my daughter's passing because she loved butterflies. Her picture is on the front. I commissioned a very talented watercolorist who painted that picture for me, and um, it's on the front of the book. And um, I think it... I think she would have been very proud of this book. It's not a, a book about grief, but I touch on grief a little bit in it because I think we all face grief of different forms all throughout our life. So I wanted people to know what that journey looks like, although I don't dwell on it in any way. It's really a very positive book. So that was the first book. And then the second book is what they call a quick read. And what I learned with the first book is it might be better to write shorter versions of books that have basically one topic. And so what I did with the second book is everybody has hacks to do things faster or easier these days. So I thought I would discover through my own journey five hacks that I pulled from uh, Think and Grow Rich and also the book The Science of Getting Rich and help people frame how they could do something a little quicker, a little easier, a little faster, um, a little more focused by helping them with these five areas and actually, I added a sixth one at the end because <laughs> I thought, you know what? Why not do one more and give a little extra? So it's actually six, six areas of your life that um, or ways that you can conquer something in your life.
0: So basically, both books have a lot of ways that they could help their listeners. Are there any other things in the books that would help the listeners?
1: Sure, every single chapter is a topic. So, for example, in um, Create Butterfly Moments, the very first chapter of the book, I think, is something that we all really need to have, and that is belief in yourself, believing how perfectly made you are for the purpose that you're here for. And so then I give action items at the end to help you think about What is my purpose? Why am I here? And I remember there was a time in my life where I couldn't figure out, my life just seemed out of control, and I couldn't figure out why am I here anyway? What is this life thing all about? And so I I tried to walk people through my experience so that they could learn from me, but then also give them action steps to find out their own purpose and their own value that That's wonderful. I recently heard you
0: speak, and I heard you mention you're going to Africa. So what is that all about?
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I actually felt very inspired last year when you did your Sue Talk. And I had thought for a long time, I have a friend that we have been friends since high school, that taught, that talked me about six years ago about a orphanage in the south part of Malawi Africa. And since that time I've been supporting that that endeavor and I've done fundraisers for them. There's about five hundred children who have no parents left. Usually their parents have passed away due to AIDS. Some of them have died from malaria. And it's, it's preventable health things that they die from. And it's left this large population of kids with no one to care for them. And if no one is caring for them, they get picked up and sent into a very horrible world. It could be sex slavery. It could be opium fields. It could be all kinds of things. But just a very horrible existence. And so a young man who oversees, there's actually four locations um, that all encompass this orphanage. They take care of the 500 or so, plus or minus, on any given day, and then 300 elderly people. And what they do um, in that part of Africa, the older people who have no family left, are shunned, unlike many other cultures, they kind of leave them to die. And so what's, what's wonderful, yes, it's horrible. And so what's wonderful about the orphanage is the older kids, they adopt one of these older people. Now, they live in grass huts with dirt floors, no windows. I mean, it's not a fancy place to live but these older kids in the orphanage pair up with an elderly person and they'll go and make sure that they're okay. They sweep out their floors and just do a little few things for them. So it's just this beautiful existence that they have there, but it's very basic. And um, because I've been supporting it for quite a while now, I've had many invitations to go and honestly, it scared me. But when you did your Sue talk and I watched you walk through that challenge and then overcoming it, the closer I got to 2020, the more I was picking things that I wanted to do. And one of them was to actually go to Malawi, meet the kids, meet Hastings, who is the overseer, and also put my hand on the Learning Center, which is really a small building that we built there. Um, building is very expensive in Malawi. Um costs about $10,000 to build a very small structure. But that way the kids had a place to eat inside and learn inside when the weather was really bad or even to come to to seek shelter if things weren't safe. And um, I want to see what my efforts have done. So actually, I'm going with medical staff who provide medical services in another area of Malawi, in the prisons and in some low-income areas. And then I'm going to be taking a side trip down to the orphanage, which is more in the south region. And so I'm very excited about it. I'm asking people if they might like to support an effort like that. It's very worthwhile. Um, I have a fundraiser that's on Facebook. If you go to my name, which is Lori, L-O-R-I, R-A-U-P-E, if you look me up, you will find my fundraiser. And if you would like to do one of three things, I would very much appreciate it. The first thing is, if you'd like to offer a gift, I would be so very grateful, and I'm going to be taking people along this journey with me. But I know that not everybody can afford to give. You know, it's January. We just had Christmas. But I do want to say every penny helps. It it doesn't matter if it's a lot of money, a small amount of money. Every penny helps. But if that's not something you can do you could share it you could tell people about it it's an exciting adventure but it's definitely not a pleasure trip or a vacation um it's exciting and and it'll get um i my biggest goal in doing this is to get more people aware of what is going on in some of these villages like what's happening in Malawi it's everywhere There are so many really desperate and uh, worthy causes there. So sharing that would be wonderful. A gift would be wonderful. And if you pray, I would love your prayers for this trip, every aspect of it, my safety, the whole team's safety, um, that everything just goes like clockwork. I am believing that it will. But I always know that prayers work miracles. So that's my my ask in regards to Africa.
0: Uh, What is your goal? How much money are you hoping to raise?
1: I am hoping to raise $4,000 altogether.
0: Okay. And one other question uh,
1: that I have. Uh, When are you going? I am going in May. It looks like May. I'll be leaving on May the 7th and returning okay, so on May the 25th. The other
0: question is you mentioned if people wanted to give gifts. What are you, what, what are you thinking of as gifts?
1: Financial gifts would be the most important. Um, one of the things I plan to do, I was just talking to um, the person who's most familiar with these trips, She's going to be going with me. She's a nurse practitioner, and she has gone about 25 times. And one of the things we were talking about today that we would really like is to have a little gift for the kids. So I'm looking for um, financial gifts for me to go, but also I wanted to take um, things that might help uh, the education of these kids. So it could be things that um, I wouldn't go so far as to say books because we can only carry so much, but maybe one book that might help them learn a topic. So there's a few things like that, that it, you know, all of these things take money. So if somebody has a suggestion, though, I am very open to suggestions. And so if so give they, another, I know...
0: Or- Give them a number or how they can reach you so they can ask in case they have any questions. And then we'll
1: continue on with some other things I
0: want to ask you.
1: Wonderful. Sure. My telephone number, I am open to um, any, and I welcome any information that you might have about Africa, your experience, or anything. My number is 619-368-2948. That's six one nine, three six eight, two nine four eight.
0: Great. So I want to know how all of your past experiences helped you in becoming who you are today, because you're a pretty terrific person, and now I know you help so oh. many people.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I think, um, I think my mom and dad really instilled. In me, as I was growing up, the idea that I could do anything, I was challenged with some learning difficulties. And so there was a time I didn't feel really good about learning. But my parents always told me that I would find things to do that would suit who I was. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And then um, John Maxwell came into my life when I was in my early, actually late 20s. And he taught me about personal growth and said that I should learn something every single day. And so for most of my life, I would say I just turned 66. So I would say at least a third of my life I've been learning new things every single day, but not just learning because we're supposed to learn things for sure, but then we're supposed to apply what we learn. It really doesn't do you a whole, good, a whole lot of good to find out about a new thing if you don't find a way to apply it in your life. And then there's one other aspect that I think is really important, And I think a lot of different philosophers have talked about this. But I think it's important for us to teach others. They always say that you learn a subject so much better when you're teaching someone else. And so I've always had those three things in mind. So I'm learning, I'm applying, and then I'm teaching others. And I think through all of that, it helps you grow into being the best person you can be. So Lori, how do you help women? You know, I help women in many different ways, but I would say I'm an amazing encourager. When I find somebody has a need, I I gather resources for them and encourage them. I'm an I'm a really good mentor and I'm a trained coach. So Getting my coaching certification from the John Maxwell team was, was really not something, I know this sounds crazy probably, but that was not something I had planned. When I joined the John Maxwell team, I wanted to be a speaker. I knew I had a story that inspired people, but I didn't know much about what coaches did. So I decided that I would go ahead and spend six months studying the curriculum and applying it. And then I started to coach women and realized that I'm very gifted in that area. I've always mentored women from the time I was very young. But coaching is a little bit different. There's a lot of people who call themselves coaches, and I'm sure they are great coaches. But there are techniques that you can use to really pull things out of somebody's subconscious mind. So I want to say that I'm really good at that, not to pat myself on the back or in an egotistical kind of way, but I'm good and gifted there. And when you're good and gifted, then it's really important to to know that you can help somebody else with that. So what is your why? You know, my why is interesting. I would say the biggest why I have is helping kids. I think when my daughter passed away, she was 16, and it was the most incredible time of my life because I had two teenage daughters at home, and we were like a milk stool with three legs. And with without one leg that she took with her, it just left a hole in my heart. And I have filled that with kids. So I help um, teach kids. One of the things I'm going to be doing in Africa is very similar to what I'm doing in my own hometown. Um, John Maxwell has a program called I Choose. It's it's good principles to live by, Um, and it it surround. It is there are sixteen modules, and we're going to be starting this in Africa, but currently I have it running in several several areas. I have it going on in some low income apartment complexes. I have it going on in the local high schools, and it is changing lives. And I have such a passion to help kids understand how beautiful they are. And even though they don't always feel very beautiful, teenagers oftentimes don't. But I feel like it's important for them to know how beautiful they are, both inside and out, and to help them and give them tools to have a better life and do it faster than I was able to because I didn't know these things as readily available. They weren't as readily available as they are now. So I'm on a mission to help kids. So what is
0: one thing that gets you going, propels you? I would
1: say one thing that really propels me is anytime I have someone, well, let me let me say it like this. Every day I get up and before I get out of bed, I get my mind working on, number one, I think about everything I'm grateful for, especially the things – I mean, I can always say my house, my dog, my family, but I look for a deeper – a deeper thing than that, or new people in my life and and what an amazing encounter I had with somebody. I think of that first, and that really gets my heart pumping and Then I draw a sun on a piece of paper when I do my morning um, learning session and devotionals. I draw part of a sun and I draw little rays out of it and Next to each one of those little lines, which I I draw stick figures kind of, I list somebody that comes to my mind that I can add value to because I know that if I am helping other people, then it excites me. And I start getting energy, and it just makes my day. Those are the things that really keep me going.
0: So, what is what would it be like to have a coach like you? And uh, what other suggestions could you leave with our listeners today?
1: Sure. The first thing I would say, well, how it, what it's like to have a coach like me is is what I think all coaches should be like, and they should be a reflection of you, because sometimes you cannot see the forest for the trees. You don't know what your blind spots are, but a lot of times other people see it. And if you're a trained coach, you definitely can see the blind spots that are holding people back. I know that when you know who you are, know what your strengths are, then you know which way to to go and which way to grow. So I really believe in taking assessments And so for the the listeners, I would encourage them to take different kinds of assessments. One of them that I've just learned about, I would say within the last six months, is the tendencies quiz. Now, this is a free quiz. It's online. But it tells you about you and what your tendency is. So, for example... Oprah is an obliger she likes to help other people she's very driven by helping other people I'm very much like that as well so I also am an obliger but there's four types that are not at all like personality types these are strictly tendencies so maybe you're a rebellious type or a rebel tendency there's a kind of People who, if you maybe as a child you said to go clean up their room, they wouldn't want to do it because they don't want to be told what to do, and even as adults, they're like that. So, the more you know yourself, the better you know how to find where you need to grow. The John Maxwell team has an amazing product. It's it, we as coaches have, if we're certified in that area, which I am, we have an amazing assessment. We actually have many that fit different purposes. The main one I have been doing a lot of lately is people who are transitioning or haven't really found their passion – it really helps them find their passion. It's 41 we're, we're
0: pages. Lori, well, we're getting down to about 90 seconds left, so I want you to kind of wrap up everything you want wrap to say and then tell people sure. how to get a hold of you.
1: Absolutely. I've given my phone number. Please call me if you have any questions about anything I've said today. I do offer free assessments, um, I, I call them vision sessions just to get to know you and how I can help you. And I always end those with some things that you could do because I love to help people. And it's not about money. It's about helping for me. Okay, and give I your wish phone everyone number the report? very best. Sure.
0: Would you give your phone Six, number again and your website, please? Sure. I am at 619
1: 368 Two nine four eight, and my website is mynamelorirout.com, and you can find me on Facebook as well.
0: Spell the last name because people may not get that right.
1: Sure, it's L O R I, because there is the other spelling, and then R A U P E, and that's P is in Paul, E is in Edward.
0: Well, Laurie, it's been this half hour has gone very, very fast, and we're yes. now out of time. But thank you so much for being on my show. And uh, the show was live, Robbie. but it now will be archived where people can listen at any time that's convenient for them. And Beautiful. Uh, we'll have to do another show because there's so much more that we can get and learn about you.
1: Anytime. And thank you, Robbie. I so appreciate you.
0: Thank you, and thank you again for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky?